We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in this Thursday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this morning. We will jump on the line with Jeffrey Wright of ESPN 92.9 here in a couple minutes. We'll talk some football. It is conference championship week. There's uh, some other news going around as well. The Rose Bowl relented at the uh, – they waited to the very last minute, but they did relent around 5 o'clock Pacific time yesterday, something like that. We will have a college football playoff at 12 teams starting in 2024, it appears. So we'll uh, hit all those topics and more coming up on the show show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. If you're coming into town this weekend, if you're trying to shopping, headed out, fill up with gas, head in the convenience store, take advantage of the lunch specials if it's during the week. You know those change every day. You get any size fountain drink and bread with your lunch special purchase. Also, just uh, with the hot case, ribs, chicken, dessert, side items, plenty of items there at the Oxford Exxon. And more, and again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are, excuse me, Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest, including Jeffrey Wright, momentarily. Join on the uh, Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Uh, Rafters is a uh, great place for your uh, Christmas party or gathering. They can accommodate parties of 10 to 500. Great food with the Cajun flair, holiday drinks, and a festive atmosphere. Call Jeannie, 601-842-0948 to request a catering menu and reserve a date. Get uh, Jeffrey on here in a moment. you got to pull up Skype. It's actually there. How about that? There you go. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, just look it up. Huh? I almost said his number out loud. No, it stopped. No, don't do that. I'm, I'm a little slow this morning. I'm... Yeah, probably not. Probably not the best idea to. 
that number out. There's no chance that anybody would harass him. Yeah. I just have to resort to trolling him on Twitter. Yeah. Have our Skype situation fixed here in a couple of weeks. It's going to be to the ringtone or anything anymore. Hey, call me on Skype. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's what I thought I did. I'm kind of he con- means call his actual Skype username. I think that's what he means. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what he's saying. Okay. It's always on his computer. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Is that better? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm actually in the studio. Oh, okay. Got you. Um, how are you? I'm well, sir. Yourself? I'm good. 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 Had a had a good day yesterday. Um, just one day at a time, Jeffrey. One day at a time. But yesterday was a good one. So to get you into the next one. You just kind of take them take them one day at a time. You know, you never you never look too far ahead. You never look too far ahead. When something really good happens, you go, "Hey, that's good." Um, you don't start assuming that good things are going to happen. You just mm-hmm. you just continue to go. Okay, that was good. Get through today with another good solid day. Look back with some gratitude. Look ahead to the next day and hope. Don't don't expect hope. Um, Neil, it sounds like you might be describing a little bit of a I don't know how shall we say a journey. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, life is a journey, and. Um, you just you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of things. Sometimes that, you're in the wilderness. Sometimes you're out of the wilderness. But I think the main point is, Neil, it's just a journey. It is. It is. Life's a journey, and you you try to stay out of the wilderness as much as you can. But sometimes the wilderness sucks you in. Well, some of us are better than others at staying out of the wilderness. It is, and sometimes things are out of your control. You know, sometimes things no happen. I was just telling Chase, I've not paid a lot of attention to it because I just don't, but I pulled up the AL.com cartoon, and damn, they're going after Freeze in a way that you wonder, like... Aren't there a few people, though, at AL.com that have history, like, beyond Talty? Yeah, and people close to people there have history. Yeah. Yeah. There's there, and and the one thing that AL.com's wrong on now. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not, I'm not one, I'm not in a really big mood to defend Auburn these days because I mean, I'm not winning any popularity contest at Auburn right now. Well, it just shows just what a what what amazing commitment to the truth you have. Yeah, thanks. Um, but Auburn, the, the AL.com trying to subtly sort of play the race card a little bit is way off. The whole Cadillac Williams Hugh Freeze could have could have made a historic hire, and instead you got an old white van. Kind of that, that's a bit much. Is that al dot com or was that that one columnist? He works for al dot com. I mean, you put it under. I mean, the, I'm just saying, in fairness to al dot com, that is one viewpoint. But there were 
plenty of other takes about how bad this is, other than just the race card. Yeah, I, I just and and a lot of the other ones, I'm 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 cool, right? You got you got to do what you got to do, and Freeze is going to pay for this for a long time, and all that stuff, blah blah blah. But the race part, I'm like, no, 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 come on, stop, stop. There, in in no world, in no world was Carnell Williams a candidate for that job if he had not played at Auburn. He's never well, for sure, but I mean, this is kind of the other problem. Like we, you, how many times have we talked about you have these schools have to be more thoughtful when they actually hire the interim. Like if you're worried about losing the locker room and whatnot, like that's fine. But you have to acknowledge if you give Cadillac a chance to coach the team, guess what he's probably going to want to do? Coach the team. It's, so it, I, I, Auburn, I mean? Auburn's mistake. Auburn's mistake was letting Brian Harson walk away. I would have looked at Brian Harson and gone, "All right, so here's the deal. We're firing you literally the moment you walk off the field at the Iron Bowl. We know you're not going to recruit. So what? Recruiting doesn't matter in in the transfer portal era anymore. We're going to hire a new coach. We're going to have him in here by the day after the Iron Bowl. But dude, you're going to have to suffer through this with us." They hate you, and we're going to let them boo you for the next six weeks. So deal with it. And if your team quits on you, understand that the only thing that the only price you could pay for this down the road is you might never get another coaching gig if you let this Kareem completely off the rails and crash into the canyon. So it's up to you. But you're coaching this team through the final second of the Iron Bowl. But do you think Auburn fans are more bought into it because they gave Carnell the interim gig and let him do that? Because I do. I think they actually kept the fan base more galvanized by giving him that opportunity and showcasing him on that stage. But the fan base was going to rally around it. I guess my point is, who cares about L.com? That's not may actually I, who's paying your stuff. It's one column. Oh, hold on, Jeffrey. Though my point is, I think in some ways you're just trying to keep your people as in float as possible, still keep the dollars coming in. Carnell did that the most. And at the end of the day, Freeze is going to start coaching games, and whatever the dude's name was for AL.com is going to go back to writing columns on whatever outside of sports yeah. he's writing. Because AL.com has become such a character in this that, look, Auburn fans already think they hate them anyway and wasn't going to, and they wouldn't have done that to Alabama. Well, and in fairness, so let them skid into, the, yeah. in, into it, the skid there. I guess to your point, AL.com has just become this – is, this is nothing more than a political agenda at this point. I mean, they've just gone woke. Just full-in, all-out woke. Just playing that card. I just think they're getting clicks. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's woke. I think it's whatever gets clicks. And, and I that think got clicks. Because that headline think, is getting a click. I think it's the it, same it, thing as like, I don't know, two years ago or whatever. The year the year Hugh took advantage of COVID, you know, where clearly their team had been practicing like all year when no one else could. And they had a good season. And he was really pushing hard. And, you know, we had people that were writing stories about Hugh Freeze and they knew damn well that he wasn't a candidate. I just think it's the classic. I think if you want to say anything about woke, I do think the one columnist, I think, definitely clearly has the viewpoint. But what I think what is really part of it is like it's like search engine optimizations. Get Hugh Freeze's name in there. Get get a hot button issue and let it go to work. I I I don't really think this is – I don't think the people at AL.com have enough – I don't think, like, the editors and whatnot are 
are smart enough to like organize like a true, you know, this type of agenda. Yeah, I mean, this morning for the column on Freeze is from a non-sports columnist at AL.com, and it's discussing actual biblical phrases versus Freeze's press conference. I mean, we're go- we're we're covering the entire game. I'm just right telling now. you guys though, they're they're. They're upset about I think it. They're woke writers. I'm not. I'm not disputing you that. I just. I think that. I think they're just trying to blow out all this coverage because, right now, like, if you put his name into a search engine, like, I mean, ESPN.com. For God's sakes, Neil, it's the biggest sports website probably in the world, and they had Chris Lowe, like, you know, embedded with him on his day of retribution. Oh, did they get Lowe embedded with Freeze? Oh, God, yeah. Because I knew Lowe was going to be embedded with Kiffin if that had happened. I was Okay, yeah. That that tells you, uh, if you, in case you wonder who Jimmy Sexton's favorite journalist is, uh-huh. now you know. Uh, quick aside, because I will forget this otherwise. People in the stream are talking about it. Uh, first concert at Vaught-Hemingway, August, uh, April twenty second, 2023. Morgan Wallen headlining that. Uh, that is going to be the week before Double Decker. That is the Saturday of LSU here in Oxford. So you have foot baseball game and then concert. Grove Bowl will be either the week or week before the concert. So you've got Grove Bowl one week or whatever. Concert on the 23rd be there at Vault Hemingway. And then Double Decker is the next weekend when baseball is at home as well. So just a little confusion there. Sorry, we can go ahead. Anyway, that's all. Uh, no one is shocked at all if the Rose Bowl gave in yesterday, right, Jeffrey? Yeah, I guess this was kind of my thought. If we want to, we want to continue doing whataboutisms. Like, allow me. Why is it just the southern portion of the United States that gets crap for being steeped in tradition and won't like back down? Like these these people have ruined. Like, say what you want about us. At least if it turns to making either making college football better or certainly making college football more money. Like we will, we will put down tradition at the drop of a hat. Like we'll do just about anything if we think it means making football a little bit better. And yet, Pasadena and the Rose Bowl like have prevented so much fun and joy for like thirty-five years. Like, are we supposed to celebrate them now? Is that what they want? No, I'm not celebrating them. I'll give them credit for someone in the room there came to their senses. Not that they had much choice. Well, I, I think no. I I actually think the Ross's story last week, I think, was the fi- the nail in the coffin. I think finally, what we had been screaming about for years, like, yes, we can acknowledge the Rose Bowl is a fabulous setting. It's a cool game, like everything. But the reality is, all they had to do was sit there and go, would you like to be a part of this? We'd like you to be a part of this. If you don't want to be a part of this, that's fine. And they started leaking out that they would go to Orlando, that they would do all the other bowl games that would replace them. They basically finally said, we don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think it was basically Sankey and maybe Sankey and Warren combined looking at him and going, all right, so here's your deal. I mean, you can have your fun for two years and you can pro- you can become the enemy. And at the end of the being the enemy, you'll be a nothing or you can get in line. Take your pick. And it was an easy choice. And the only thing I'll give them credit for is obviously somebody in the room in Pasadena said, holy shit, guys. I mean, what are we doing? It wasn't an an accident that Ohio State on the same day comes out and says they don't want to play in their game, right? No. No. I mean, it was... 
See, I was wondering, though, was that just because Ohio State knows that they're going to have 40 or 50 opt-outs again? Well, I mean, it's, it's the opt-outs, and they were there last year and took nobody and basically went, hey, look, our fans don't want to do that. Take Penn State. They'll go. We'll do something else. Send yeah. us to Miami where maybe we yeah, have more people like, want to go. My point was I didn't feel like that was a – I didn't necessarily feel like that was some type of, like, leverage play. Hey, listen, I don't know that this is going to happen because I don't – I'm not going to pretend to be so connected that I, I, I know intimately people at all these multiple programs, but I do know enough people in coaching – and that they're all sort of saying this, and they're all kind of guessing, but they're all kind of like, man, these next couple of weeks could get so weird that you could get bowl games canceled because the teams don't have enough players to go. I mean, there are people that are legitimately we had saying that, that during COVID, and I mean, I get it. It's it was more of a national crisis at that time, but I mean, if you don't have enough players, you don't have enough players, right? Yeah, I mean the COVID thing was, you know, again back to being super woke. Uh, we had to we had to pretend that we were deeply concerned. But now this is a, they literally won't have players. I mean, if 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 there are as many opt outs and cancels and I mean opt outs and guys just go, hey, I'm I'm not I'm not playing. Like I talked to someone yesterday who covers a team. And that team's concern is they want to play a bowl game as early as possible because the later the bowl game, the more guys are going to go, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, I can kind of buy that. Like, you know, last year, what do you think do? about yeah. it. Uh, who, who's the uh, the Florida quarterback uh, that was at Arizona State this year? Everett. Uh, uh, you know, they got him to play the bowl game. Like, he was in the transfer portal and got him to play the bowl game. Like, that was because they had to get him – to play the bowl game. I mean, but like back to the back to the whole like freeze and whatnot. This I think this all matters. Y'all if they knew they were hiring freeze, like they claim they do, even though you and I and all of us know that they weren't, um I think we're getting to the point where some coach like Hugh Freeze, are y'all telling me Hugh Freeze was uh, afraid of quitting on his team at Liberty? What if they would have said we're firing Harson. We're bringing in Hugh on November one. You tell me Hugh wouldn't have done that. He would have done anything for that job. Well, there's all you have to do is look at the fact that he, on the record, was saying he was considering not being the offensive coordinator, uh, which tells me that he might have been told he's not going to be the offensive coordinator. Yes, he will do anything. Yeah, he. he he would have done anything at all but for that job. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like I think what you're going to see, because I think to Chase's point about, you know, did that save them some money? I mean, they did get people to show up for Cadillac. Like, they showed up for some bad football games. But I think what we're going to see next is you are going to see coaches that are are uh, that have other jobs that are just going to leave in the middle of the job and to take the better job. Which is what happens in the real world. Oh, you think? Coaches- you think it gets more liberal as it goes on that? The earlier, the oh, earlier, yeah. the earlier. Because well, because here's the thing: they've either got to fix one of two things. They've either got to fix the transfer portal calendar, and do y'all do y'all have any faith that they can do that adequately? Because what we've seen is when you change the calendar, all that happens is people just figure out other ways to like get around it. So that's not really a solution. So the only realistic solution to me is 
all right, well, if we can't fix if we can't fix the calendar, we have to accept the calendar what it is what it is. We got to get in front of it. That's usually what happens. I mean, the one thing that could happen is that this could all end up being somewhat hyperbolic. I guess we'll find out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when the what's the fifth? Is that Monday? Yes. You know, when the fifth comes and dudes can actually but like how like, can we be, there's some things I could I can understand that we're being hyperbolic on, but what's the one What's the like uh, to me with if you're talking about being hyperbolic, but it's the roster, I don't think you're being hyperbolic because the number one thing that matters the most is the roster. It was why National Signing Day was such a big deal for all those years. Like part of the devaluation of National Signing Day isn't necessarily like too much oversaturation of coverage and whatnot. It's like, no, it's just it's lessened in importance because. That's just not a big roster day anymore. Like it used to be, the reason why it was such a big day is everyone's roster was decided that day. Yeah, it went from February to December, and now with the portal, it's all separate, and you're getting them yeah. throughout that that entire window at that point. No, I mean I get that. Those I mean, I guess what I mean is it's possible, perhaps, that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday is not this apocalyptic flow of guys into the portal that everyone anticipated. If that makes sense, maybe it's not. It's not as much as people are expecting. Are you talking team specific or nationwide? Nationwide, nationwide. I mean, yeah, I just don't buy that. I, I don't. This either. is another chance for. It's another. It's. It's a chance to hit free agency. I mean, what is what? Do, yeah, what people are saying is is that it's not like the obvious guys. Like, not to pick on Luke here because he's a great kid, but Luke Altmaier. Sure, I understand. everyone knew Luke Altmaier was getting in the transfer portal in August, so him putting something on Twitter with, you know, on that, hey, I'm entering the transfer portal was not shocking at all. Demond Clowney, I'm using Ole Miss guys because I know the roster. Yeah. Demond Clowney's not surprising. He didn't play. Anyone who watched him, his body language, knew he was entering the transfer portal. I would have I would have bet significant money in early September that Demond Clowney was getting yeah. in the transfer Brandon portal. Mack. I watched Brandon Mack walk off the field after a win, and I said, he's in the portal. It's what what you hear from people is that we're going to be shot. And listen, I, I don't know specifics at Ole Miss at all, but in general, that on Monday, what you're going to see is guys who are, have been playing established quote stars end quote who've kept their mouths closed jump into the portal on just to test the open market, or because they've already cut a deal in the tampering portal. The tampering portal goes. I mean, there's there's no and, and people go. Well, you have to crack down on the tampering portal. It's impossible. You, 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 good luck. Good, it's, it's not. It's not possible. It's just not. You can't do anything about it. I, I mean, for the record, I'm open to ideas, but how? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 nothing you could do. I mean, I guess it, the only way you could do it where it had any teeth at all is you'd have to punish the kid, and the NCAA is not punishing kids. They're they're just not. Yeah, but my, my point is like everyone's like, well, you got to come up with these rules, it's like. They'll figure out rules around, like, you know, it'll be like, well, if you have contact, uh, you know, the, well, prove we had contact, because really what we did was we got on freaking the PlayStation Network and started talking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's always just going to be ways around this. Yeah, stopping tampering is, I mean, it's impossible. No, I, I, mean, I it, okay, impossible. I, I, I get what you're saying. Is, so what you're saying is, is it going to be this situation where literally – every single kid enters the portal just to see what they can get. I, I'm with you on, I think that's probably hyperbolic, but
but to like my deal is this is the this is going to be the most common way that the this is going to be the most common way that teams build a roster because in the end coaches want to win and they all can't get the good high school players but they can get some college players and like this is going to be the best way to get you know older if you will older and more experienced We've operated on the assumption through the last year of the portal that, hey, if kids are happy, they're going to stay. And, all, you know, it really, yeah, some kids <laughs> are going to leave, but it's been whatever. So, yeah, and it doesn't, even, it doesn't have to be a whole roster or anything. It's got to be five to ten kids who, across the country, send some shockwaves, some starting quarterbacks that have name appeal, some running backs, some linebackers, whatever, where you go, God, he's an all-conference guy next year. And he goes, I don't know, jumping in the portal. Maybe Georgia will pay me. Okay. Sure. So, I mean, I don't I know. Mean, so, I mean, I mean, if you're hearing these numbers, like for instance, I he's saying he's staying, and honestly, uh, I, I tend to believe him because he's he's never really wavered. But Seth Hennigan, the quarterback at Memphis, good player, not a great player, but he's been a two year starter since a, as he's a true freshman, played at high level Texas high school football in Denton. If he sees that quarterbacks in the portal are going for you know top end quarterbacks are going for seven figures doesn't he want to find out if i'm worth 500 600 grand you know what i mean yeah absolutely Listen, i can tell you iowa could use him because if you're good enough the school is not going to do what they can do which is like drop your scholarship or do anything to you i mean they, they need you so you have you have all the leverage there oh you know, I he mean, has more leverage at memphis than you could even imagine because yeah. No one is happy with Ryan Silverfield, and the only thing that, the only thing that like he can even sell remote decision, like remotely sell decision makers on, is that Seth Hennigan's been loyal to him. Like that's it. I'm interested to see the teams that make the playoff. What do their rosters look like? The kids, like a kid at USC who may may want to try, uh, you know, test the portal. Does he wait? Or does he go, screw it, man, this is my opportunity. I'm putting my name out there. How much of a distraction does it become for them over the next three or four weeks? Um, Kids at Georgia, kids at at TCU who've had big years. I mean, do you – how do you handle all that? I mean, it's it's pretty easy for a kid at, like, Arkansas, for example, to be like, screw it, I'm not playing in the stupid Liberty Bowl or the Texas Bowl. I'm getting in the portal. But, like, the kids that are playing in in, – in, in the playoffs, or their teams are in the playoffs, but they're not playing much. Well, to your point, I think that makes, like, I think TCU is super interesting. Although, by all accounts, part of part of TCU's uh, quick rise might all be related to uh, uh, the portal. I think if you're at USC, you're not really all that worried, because you're probably at USC because they made the best offer to begin with. Sure. I think the same probably holds true for Georgia. Um, now to the point that you made in, in 10 thoughts, and I, I certainly am not ignoring it. I've never met someone that, uh, made a bunch of money and didn't think they could make more. And more importantly, I've never met someone that has a high salary that didn't have people around him and saying, you could be making more. So, oh, I mean, to, to act like that, that's not a part of the story, I think would be naive. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a star player who hasn't used your transfer yet, can be awfully tempting, right? Well, I mean, to, how is that any different than a coach flirts with a job 
a coach that flirts with a job and then all of a sudden gets a new contract. Well, it's in baseball, you see the guys sign the eight-year deals, but they got opt-outs after yes. two, opt-outs after four. I mean, what do you think that's about? That's about your ability to, hey, if I think I could make more money in two years, I'm going to opt out and get more money. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, so it's a reflection. Unless you're obviously a St. Louis Cardinal, and then you, you stick with that you stick with that player option because it's just that it's yeah, that special playing in St. Louis. It, it must be. It, that, that, the, the whole Nolan Arenado thing is beyond. <laughs> it is beyond. Amazing. I mean, what it, a guy. It just makes you wonder. I, 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 I don't know. I, what, that they're paying him under the table? It makes you wonder what? It, I, I don't know. They, they steal him in a trade. And then, yes. And then he has an opportunity to opt out and make an absolute Are you doing conspiracy theory on a third baseman and taking a player option because he's happy? I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I Maybe he up, likes St. Louis. Maybe he just likes Maybe some people matters. just like where they are. He's not going destitute. He knows where dinner's at tomorrow. Likes his neighborhood, his house. He literally could get double what he's getting well, right yeah, now. Yeah, but then he wouldn't live where he is. He likes it. What if the kids are in school? Kids are happy. We just uh, really they hey, just the kids had, are happy. They, they just had a baby. That's it. The ba- they're five years. What from if school. they love the hospital experience? Yeah. yeah. Do you little, know how much it's the little Italian restaurant around the corner stuff. is just like forget about delectable. Forget about like the whole like finding a new house, finding a new. Do you know how much it sucks to find like what are your new what are your new quick places to eat? Yeah. What are you know which doctor's office are you going to? Like all the yeah. minutia, like. All that stuff sucks. If you're happy, stay happy, baby. Yeah. yeah. And make me happy. These are these are these are not the problems of someone making thirty million dollars a year. They, those those people just say hire somebody to fix this. Shouldn't we celebrate this? In a day and age of me first sports, shouldn't we celebrate this? <sighs> yeah, we probably should. That's great. Congratulations. Hey uh Thank you. Ole Miss and Memphis play basketball there Saturday night. I know we're all pretty football focused oh. still. Um Tigers any good? So these two teams kind of mirror themselves right now. Oh, that'll be exciting. They both. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Are you covering it? Because I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna get. And that was not putting you on the spot. I, I'm. No, no, I'm not. I thought about going, but I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna get on the post game thing. I'll write about it, but no, I'm not gonna. Go cover it. They're, yeah, they're, they were going to stick me in the nosebleeds. And... There's still football on Saturday. But these two teams, from what I've watched, you correct me if I'm wrong on Ole Miss, because all I've watched was the – I watched them in the, the tournament last week. Uh, and then I flipped on – was it like the UT Martin game maybe for 10 minutes? And I was like, okay, I'm good here. Um, both teams play really good defense. They play really hard. Um. And neither team can particularly shoot that well. Yeah, Ole Miss. If Ole Miss had a couple of shooting, I realize I, I realize this is a duh statement. <laughs> if Ole Miss had a couple of guys who could consistently knock down threes, I would have a completely different outlook on them. Like in my mailbag this week, I got, and I get why because they. They looked pretty good. Well, when you start with a good rec- when you start with a good record, you want to know like, okay, yeah. well, can I invest? You know what I mean? Like, what does this mean? Like, I get the questions. Yeah, and I get it too. I mean, and they looked good in Orlando. Even in the loss to Oklahoma, they played well. They play hard. They're they're far more engaged than last year's team. 
I like the freshman guard, Abram. I think he does a lot of good things. Um, the bigs are a little better than I thought they would be. Now, they're challenged. Uh, like like the McKinnis, is it McKinnis, the kid from, uh, yeah, the kid from Jackson State. Um, you know, offensively, his game is limited. Uh, but they've done a good job. Kermit and his staff have done a really good job of integrating them and using the bigs in different ways. Um, there, there's some stuff there. And, you know, if they get Ruffin back and if Ruffin's healthy, and those are two different things, you got to get Ruffin back as explosive Deshaun Ruffin. Otherwise, he doesn't help you. Um, if you get explosive Deshaun Ruffin back, okay, maybe that's going to help you because you're going to have a little another dude who can – uh, penetrate and create and dish and that kind of thing. So I get why fans are this way. My, I, I think what, what has happened with me as the season's gotten rolling, and I haven't watched a lot of college baseball because obviously we've been busy in college but basketball. You, you I mean, haven't watched college baseball because it ha- hasn't yeah, happened. You know what I mean. I mean, I, I haven't watched college basketball. I'm getting old. Right. I can tell I'm getting old. I'm just, it's, senility is kicking in. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't. But I've watched I've watched Alabama a couple of times. I've watched Arkansas. That's a different. That is a different sport than yeah. what you're going to see on Saturday. Bingo! I watched Arkansas a couple of times. I've watched Tennessee a time. Um, I, I've seen Kentucky, and Kentucky's not even playing well yet. And you see those teams, and you're like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know. And then like, like, but like Arkansas the other night. I mean, they Troy played them to the final five or six minutes before Arkansas's talent just took over. But that's legit talent. Alabama's legit talent. I mean, that that that's big, the freshman, is is so skilled. And the point guard, I think his name is Sears, is just he he's a badass. I mean, they've got dudes, you know what I mean? And size and length. And I just don't when I watch Ole Miss, I'm like, I don't know. Can you ever get past can you ever get can you get into that spot where you're Really, like people are asking, can this be an NCAA tournament team? And my, I guess my answer is, I don't know. Is the league going to be good enough for the SEC to get seven bids? Because if the SEC gets seven bids, well, Ole Miss might be in that mix. But if the league's a five bid league or a six bid league, I don't see it. And then that's, I know that gets construed as as well, you're being negative and you're counting out a team before it starts. And look, we're going to find out here in pretty quickly because their first four or five SEC games are all against good teams. And so if they come out of their first five games, three and two, or even two and three, I might go, hey, watch out. This is interesting. But like, you know, I mean, you could play well and get beat by Tennessee. You could play really well and go lose in Tuscaloosa. You could play well and get beat by Auburn. You could play fairly well and get beat at Mississippi State. Although I don't, what I've seen of them, I'm not blown away. But, you know, like they have an early trip to Arkansas. I mean, they've got some tough assignments where they could get out to a sluggish start and it's kind of over quickly. I, so I, I don't know if I answered your question, but like. No, no. I, no. Like, I mean, to me, everything you just described is the exact same way I feel about this Memphis team. The difference being, I think if the American, the American is bad this year, but if it is still at least a two big league, they have a much easier path to being a tournament team than what you just laid out. Because as you mentioned, if the SEC is a 7-8 bid league, well, now all of a sudden that makes the path a little bit easier for Ole Miss. Yeah. The path for Memphis is much much more easy because – is much easier, excuse me, because 
the American appears to be really bad this year. So every year the American has at least gotten two bids. And as long as that continues, like they have a they have the driver's seat, I think, to be the second bid. But like everything you just described sounds just like Memphis. I mean, they were down in that Orlando tournament too, and they get knocked out by or whatever, they get knocked to the losers bracket by Seton Hall in like a really weird game and it was the first time I'd ever seen a banked in three where the guy banked it in above the square of the backboard. <laughs> I've never seen a bank. That was, I literally was thinking, I was like, I pretty sure I've never seen that. Like I'm even talking about like church league, no matter what I was like, I'm pretty sure I've never seen that. Um, but every, everything you said, like Memphis is going to play Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Auburn and Alabama in like their next six games. I don't know. I'd like to see those. Well, when I after I see those four games, I'll kind of have a better view because, in general, the problem is like I don't know anything about that tournament in Orlando other than the names on the jerseys. I have no idea if Oklahoma is any good because last year Oklahoma started off pretty hot and then they got into league play and they ended up being just not very really that good. Um, Stanford was supposed to be a top half of the Pac-12 team so far. Like I I don't know, honestly. Was Siena like one of the more impressive teams there? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, for a mid-major, um, I thought they looked good to me. The yeah. Ole Miss's win over Siena was like the one I looked at and went, "Oh, maybe they're a little better than I thought they were." I know that that's not a big name and all that yeah, stuff. No, but- I'm with you. Like, uh, that's kind of how just watching the games and Ole Miss and Memphis played Siena and Memphis kind of the same. Yeah, uh, you know. So I don't know. Like, it's it'll be a decent environment on Saturday like it's not you know like every other ticket selling operation right now they're you know they're not selling it'll be it'll be a good crowd because it's a game that that both schools kind of care about but you know the Grizzlies <laughs> the Grizzlies are a little hotter ticket right now yeah it's a game Ole Miss has to, if, if Ole Miss is going to be an NCAA tournament team and this isn't completely fair but I'm just telling you they, they have to have wins like this they've they're going. Their resume is going to. If if Ole Miss gets into the tournament, in my opinion, it's going to be by the skin of its teeth, which means that their resume is going to get picked over, and they've got to have sexy stuff on the resume. And that's where the Oklahoma game the other day was like. I was like, yeah, I get it, and there were some things to be encouraged about. But I thought to myself, and I guess now I'm saying it out loud, I thought to myself that that's the kind of game where you should have had it, and they kind of did have it, and they didn't finish it. And that's the kind of game in March where you're going to look back and go, boy, if they just had that one, would it be a little bit better? So you got to get this win. Like if they can't, they can't screw around in the preseason. And, and you know they've got they're they're okay so far, but they need to go win a game like this. They can't just pile non-league L's up and go, well, those were good teams. Now they got to have some W's at some point. The the committee looks for wins. Yeah, and. Especially, like on the road. Yes, uh, you know what I mean. Like that. That kind of against a name team, and, and Memphis is a name team, and there's a chance Memphis is going to have a decent net and all that stuff. And you you need those quad one, quad two wins. And if you don't have them, at the end of the year, and all you've got is a bunch of losses to good teams, well, that doesn't get you in. You do have to have some W's against quality opponents, and that's that's you know. Two years ago, when they were so close to getting in, probably a win or two away, you could go back and look at some of the games that they let get away and go, if you just had that one or that one, you're probably in, and that's 
that's the difference in getting in the tournament. That's year, like they could have had the Tennessee game. Yep. They, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They had some real close calls, and they ended up playing LSU in the SEC quarters, and 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 couldn't finish that one. Had they won that one, they probably would have gotten in. You know, it kind of feels like this is going to be one of those kind of years, I think. But I got don't know because they the, there's there's a chance that the bottom of the SEC is so bad that the league doesn't have the net value that it needs, and so you get relegated to just five bids. And if there's just five bids, I mean, you can start naming those teams quick. I mean, it's Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, probably Auburn. There's five that are almost certainly getting in. So. You got it. It's got to be a six bid league, and now you're. How many did they get last year? Well, they get six, I think. I thought it was six. I think it was six. Texas A and M probably deserved to get in and didn't. But you know, you know this committee. You never know. I mean, the committee doesn't like giving. They don't like giving seven, eight bids to the SEC. They just don't like doing it. I don't. I don't know why that is. They just don't. So Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn. They did get three two seeds, which is insane. It's like, how can it be not that good of a league and you yeah, get three two seeds? It's the flawed, it's the flawed or, logic of it. But they they punish middle of the pack SEC teams almost every year, and so you have to assume that they're going to do it again this year. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. They got six. 
What was Arkansas State yeah. last year? They were a four? They were a four, I believe. Yeah, they got a four. They, were they a got four six in last year. And they went to the Elite Eight. Yeah, you know, so most of the teams that made it from the SEC did well. but Yeah, the only kind of no-shows were Alabama and Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky had the disaster. And Alabama was hurt. I mean, they lost their – what's-his-face got hurt in the in, in their first-round game towards ACL. And then Tennessee, well, Tennessee ran into Michigan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was a hell of a game. Uh, speaking of, I know you got to go in a second. Um, uh, uh, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I'm dead serious. Like I was thinking about this. I think this is the worst championship week I can remember. It's awful. Like I was sitting there and I thought, if there was, if you told me I could only watch one game, what game would I watch? And I think it's K State TCU. But like, and what does that say? Nothing's exciting. I mean. The SEC game is a sleeper. Well, the two leagues, it's a, it's a nothing because Georgia and Michigan are both in. So the two leagues, you would go, oh, that's really interesting. They're not interesting at all. Yeah, Georgia's Honestly, in, Michigan's the in, and Purdue up being the most in. fun game has no implications whatsoever. North Carolina Clemson could end up being a fun game, but who cares? Yeah, uh, I might. You could. I could sleep during that. Yeah, I don't and, care at all. And Clemson. like Clemson's DBs have been horrible this year, and. Drake May is a really good player. Like that, that could wind up being a game where, like, and North Carolina's defense is bad enough for Clemson to look competent. So, like, that could end up being a good game, but, like, who cares? USC Utah, I guess. Yeah, that that has a chance to be a really good football game. It has a chance to be a good game, and it could suck you in late because you know that USC is playing for a playoff spot. It's it's essentially a quarterfinal game. This is the third straight like big game for USC. Like I, I get it. They you know, I'm not I'm certainly not crying for USC, but we've we've watched enough college football to know like when you start getting into that emotional game after emotional game after emotional game, it's really tough to get up for each and every one of them. There's a lot on the line for them this week. I mean, they can they can clinch a playoff bid. Williams can absolutely just go ahead and engrave his name into the Heisman. He probably can anyway. I, I think he already did because you got to remember, ninety five percent of Heisman voters watched their first college football last weekend. Yeah, I got the email. Now. I can't even find the email. <laughs> I mean, I know it. You still I, have yours? Yeah, yeah, I still have it. <clears throat> I Hawkins mean, doesn't have his anymore. He got audited, I guess. Did he really? Yeah. Did he talk about it or something? Did he say who he was voting for ahead of time? No, he was usually pretty good about it. Interesting. I didn't think you could lose him. I mean, I thought it was like a lifetime thing. Yeah, I no, thought it was like 10 they will they he will might, take it away. Well, no, because I was thinking. I wonder when he left the CA. Maybe he had the CA's vote. That uh, might have been because I had but, a vote when I was. Giannato doesn't have a vote. I had a vote when I was in Alabama, and then I lost it for years, and then. They decided that I was credible again. Which makes us, again, call into question the Heisman Trophy. Of course. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, I don't even know. I, obviously, I guess Williams would be one. I don't even know how I'd put two. I, think I was kind of happy Hooker got invited because I thought he was a big story of college football this year. Yeah. He deserved the invite. He's going to be on my ballot, I guess. I don't, who's the third guy on the ballot? I mean, how cute do you want to get? I don't know. It did, I mean, does it matter at all? Um, like I like to think of it this way: Who are the guys that you cannot tell the so- story of college football this season without? 
Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams to me, one hundred percent fits. The problem with like Michigan is, I don't know, they don't have like they don't is have the a cute pick the TCU quarterback. No, see, I would pick Quentin Johnson over over uh, Max Duggan. Okay, but I do think Max Duggan's kind of a. I think he is like the perfect type quarterback. Like he's 24, he's tough. Like he's not. He's he's more palatable Stetson Bennett. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I was thinking about this the other day. Is Stetson Bennett the least likable underdog in college football history? He plays for Georgia. Yeah, and- but it's 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 beyond that. Like there's lots. Like I've. He's a I don't really know, man. There's something dude. about like. We are wired to always root for the underdog. Like, that's the way we're wired. And I just find myself, like, going, man, I can't stand this guy. Did he get invited? I don't think so, right? I think it was Williams, uh, Hooker, and Strout. I think that's right. Which tells me, by the way, Williams is going to win in a bloodbath. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, any chance he had disappeared last week. I mean, just just went away. Went Which away. also, I was kind of happy for because the whole time I'm sitting there going, is this guy really going to win the Heisman? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even like that. I was, I don't know what to make of him in general. Like, as a pro prospect, I think he throws a really good football, but I just have no idea. He's sitting there and throwing to, like, five NFL receivers. I have no idea what to think of him. His lack of accuracy is alarming. That's that's the only thing I when I watch him compared to like young. I mean, or, honestly, it's a it's a stupid it's a stupid reality. And if you were actually being an evaluator, you should not fall into this trap. But it is I'm just speaking candidly or candidly. I just don't trust an Ohio State quarterback. Like Justin Fields, the only thing that allowed me to trust him is like, well, Georgia did sign him first. Yeah, and Fields before he got hurt was starting to show some signs of promise this year. But but I get your point. Um, real quick, I don't did I miss something, Jeffrey? Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm seeing that the finalists were are actually officially announced on December fifth. Uh maybe was that maybe I got duped by the ESPN straw maybe. poll if, if finalists were out. I, I mean honestly oh. I saw it scrolling on Twitter so Okay. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm seeing December cuz ballots weren't technically released until November 28th. Yeah, yeah. and I mean I typically they week. wait till this weekend, but I mean I I think Caleb Williams is going to have to like throw seven picks to not win. And I'm not sure excuse me, I'm not sure Utah can make that happen. I'm not sure that he could lose because so many people will have already voted. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, guys, he did beat Notre Dame. He did have a really good year, though. I mean, like Lincoln. Yeah, no, I, no, I completely. I Lincoln think Riley gets the last laugh on this, right? I mean, oh, they, I oh, mean, he, oh, for sure. No, I, here's my take. I feel better about Williams as an NFL player than I do either Bryce or C.J. Stroud. Or obviously Levis, but I mean we never really bought into that to begin with. So shout outs to us. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you there. He looks everything about him I like I like just about everything about that kid. When you watch no, I, him play. I, I agree. He has the ability to at a certain point you do need to sit there and go, Wow. At some point when you're watching a guy and 
I say that a lot when I watch him play. Well, their UCLA game where their defense couldn't make a stop. If if he doesn't play almost a perfect game, they lose. And this thing's kind of not – we're not talking about this anymore. And, and he played pretty much a perfect game. To me, he has that – he has the same thing about – that we talk about with Bryce where he just extends plays and he just makes these ridiculous throws through multiple defenders. But he's a lot bigger. Yeah. Like, my biggest problem with Bryce is – and I don't know. He's like 5'10", 180. No, when you – well, I put the like – when he played at Vaughn anyway I, a few I love weeks ago. Bryce Young. I do too. I mean, I love watching him play. He's a special player. But I know what you're talking about. Like, I I meant to it when I was at Vaughn Hemingway. I didn't get a chance because the game ended, and then by the time you get back up, everybody's gone. But I would have loved to have, like, talked to some NFL scouts about Young a little bit because there were a bunch of them there that day. Just do you worry about his size? Because that's, that's the only thing. I that's mean, it. Clearly, the guy's sharp as attack. He competes. He's he's charismatic. I watched him on the sideline on that game in Oxford. Just go get after his teammates in a way that if you don't if you don't have the respect of your teammates and you get after them like that, they won't play for you. And those guys responded and played for him. So I mean, obviously, kids respect him. Um, yeah. My question is: Is he Drew Brees? Yeah, just as he well, well, Drew had a hell of a career, though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. No, if he's Drew Brees, then by all means, sign me up. I think he might be. But what if he's the guy that gets, you know, six out of ten passes batted down? Yeah. And Drew Brees, Drew Brees wasn't 180 pounds. No, and I, Young will get bigger. Well, there is an answer for that. Yeah, but. I know what you mean. He's it, it, look, this is I mean, this is another duh statement. It's going to depend on who he gets attached to. Like if Sean, if if Sean Payton doesn't come into Drew Brees's life, if Drew Brees ends up in Miami with and Nick Saban stays there, there's no guarantee that he has the career in Miami that he had in New Orleans, where he and Payton were such a perfect symbiotic relationship and helped each other to the point where they basically could finish each other's thoughts, right? I mean, they didn't even have to communicate to know what each other was thinking. I mean, that was a special relationship. He might not have he might not have gotten that. Bryce Young will will need that at the NFL level. He's got to land in the right organization that can that can work his build around his strengths and and work around his weaknesses. I totally forgot that Scott Linehan was uh Saban's offensive coordinator at Miami. Yeah, see, if, if Drew Brees ends up there, maybe it doesn't work out. Oh, that's gross. Ugh. I know you're up on the clock, Jeff. Appreciate it, as always. That's, yep. See you, buddy. Did a pretty bad job of producing. I never even put his name up on the screen. That's really oh. solid. Solid work, Neil. Good that's job, good. buddy. Way to go. It'll be all right. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, mentioned the thread put on the board yesterday. Uh, Ole Miss reliever Josh Mallett's out for the season with uh, Tommy John. He had the surgery yesterday. I mean, huge blow. Um, basically, the largest blow that could happen to the pitching staff outside of Hunter Elliott. So um, he will miss the 2023 season. Uh, rehabbing that, there was no signs. It wasn't like you had some forearm things or some soreness or anything. He threw one pitch that was 95 miles an hour, and on the very next pitch, it popped. So. Uh, that is uh, tough news for Ole Miss. I keep getting asked who might be the closer now, and the answer is probably a newcomer because I have no idea. Um, who knows? 
So that's uh, that's that. What would his role have been? Closer. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, by far the best reliever on the team. So, uh, let's see. He was excellent during the postseason last year. Uh, a couple different things here I want to look at. The other thing, too, and I wasn't going to get back on the subject with the, with the Auburn thing, is I wonder in some ways if they were trying to build back capital inside that organization. Because, frankly, the fan base, for the most part, I mean, to the point that the collective was holding money from Brian Harson, kind of thought they were being ignored. And I, I think Cadillac coming in helped everybody sort of get back on the same page, especially if you were going to end up with a guy like Freeze. You almost sort of needed a middle – a palate cleanser, if you will, and a really good story to then get to freeze in a way with a portion of that fan base, I feel like. So I, I think that – I just wonder how bad it would have gotten had you let Harson coach all the way out and then go straight to freeze. It would have gotten bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mentioned here, we, we talked about in the opening, the college football playoff format switching to 12 teams for 2024. The rules on that are as follows. The six highest-ranked champs get the automatic qualifiers, so that's the what you know is the Power Five plus the Group of Five top-ranked team that is a conference champion getting that other spot as well as an automatic qualifier. That does not, however, mean they are the top six seeds. Remember that. That is, just means they're in. Um, next highest, six highest-ranked teams get at-larges. After that, buys go to the top four conference champions. You do have to come be a conference champion to get a buy. And then the first round, or the quarters, I guess, as you would call it, would be at a home field of the better seed is how they are doing it. So home games in that first round and then moving to bowls for semis and the, uh, and the finals at that point. Those will be four electric games. I assume they'll play those games New Year's. That is my understanding. I think that's right. Because that would be why the whole kerfuffle yesterday happened. Where the Rose was protesting so so vociferously? Yes. That means if you play them on New Year's, that means you're playing. And I guess, sorry, we would have a first round, then a quarter, then a semi, then a final. Right, right, right. The quarters would be on New Year's. Correct, yes. So the first round would be December 20th-ish. Sure. Conference championships first week, get three weeks, yeah, something like that. Although they're talking about moving everything earlier. There's a little bit of talk of moving schedules moving. over a week. Oh, st- meaning the st- beginning of the season. Starting, yeah, at the end of August. Yeah. Yeah. That won't be hot at all. Um, I mean, there's such an easy solution to – but it's not going to happen. It's – You're about to say next conference championship games? No. Uh, Nick's the bye game. They're not going to do it. <clears throat> Coaches like wins. Yes. So it's just not going to happen. It's the fight to the schedule. Um, although I think we're going to get some clarification on that. I think they're meeting in – I could have this wrong. I think the ADs and commissioners and everybody are missing – our presidents are meeting in January is the SEC, and I think at that point we'll finalize the nine-game schedule for whenever that starts. I, th- I think that's right. Because it's going to be nine. It's going to be a 3-6 format. It's going to be yes. nine league games. Yes, it's going to be nine league games, and they're going to continue to maintain the one other Power 5 game because the TV people want that. And frankly, for the amount of money they're going to pay, they deserve So you're that. going to play ten games against named teams. Yeah. Instead of currently nine. And then you'll play a group of five, and then you'll play a, a, bye. a 
purchase game, Central yes. Arkansas. I guess some teams might not, but that will be the format for most seasons for most teams. Lane Kiffin will. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, if the playoff were in effect going into conference championship weekend, and this shows you where, I mean, Ole Miss would have made it three times since 2014 into the college football playoff, 14-15, and last year in 2021. Going into conference weekends, uh, and because I, I, I got a point on this after I'll name the teams, your first-round games would be Penn State hosting Clemson, Ohio State hosting Tulane, Tennessee hosting Kansas State, and Alabama hosting Utah. Frankly, some – duds given what has happened in a way like you've got the group of five game which is whatever nobody's overly interested in penn state or clemson as a team who could win the national title by any stretch of the imagination tennessee doesn't have its quarterback and everybody just kind of wants alabama to go away right now so that would be that that's about as bad as a first round could be Mm -hmm. if we're being completely real here it sucks it's more football but it's it's pretty bad it's bad stuff tell me the games again penn state hosting clemson no interest at all Ohio State hosting Tulane. I mean, Tulane would have to show a pulse for we, you to get Everybody would be waiting to see Cinderella, but yeah. expecting Cinderella to just be crushed. Yes. Tennessee hosting Kansas State. If Hooker played, I'd be interested. Without Hooker, I'm, I, you could suck me into that game. And Bama, Utah. I mean, I'd cheer for Utah like everybody else. <laughs> but I would expect Alabama to destroy them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it's got a chance to be duds. Georgia would play the winner of Penn State Clemson. Nobody's scaring Georgia right there. Yeah, I'm not. In, I'm not. So far, I'm not turned on. SC would get Ohio State. Yeah, locked in. Now we get we get somewhere. Michigan would face Tennessee or Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Not if Hooker played, we'd be going. Oh well, okay. Let's do that sure. contrast of styles in that game, and let's do sure. that. And then Alabama would play TCU. Mm-mm. Not really. And then scratch semis would be Georgia, USC, Michigan, to TCU. Yeah, look, the mm-hmm. only way it really works where people get super excited and don't pick it apart is if there's more parity. That's why the NFL's so good, right? Is that the sixth seed can win and has. Well, I mean, like we're sitting here like the Bengals last year and now starting to talk about it again this year, right? You've got a team like in the NFC, the 49ers right now. Where you're like, you know, they could – it could be interesting. The NFL's not a sure thing. You can't go, all right, well, we pretty much know who the championship games are going to be in the NFC, in the AFC. No, you don't. It's not, it's not guaranteed at all that it's Buffalo, Kansas City. Not even a little bit. You can make arguments for other teams. The Chargers are starting to play better. The Bengals starting to pick up steam. You, you can you can make arguments for people. Because the NFL was even going for more parity by not giving that two seed a buy. Right. But it, I think it worsened the product. But what they were trying to do was even create more parity. Yeah. yeah. Another team has to win another game. Another te- yeah, like a team like Philly or Dallas or whoever has to win another game. Yeah. They inadvertently hurt the regular season a little bit and made it kind of weird. But I know what they were trying to do. But the playoffs – will be full of games where you're like, oh, I could go a lot of ways where you're interested in it. That's College hasn't gotten to that place yet. Maybe the portal gets them there. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so it's fine. Yeah, it's what as it is. Tyler it's, says, the, the one thing the 12-game playoff does for college football, in my opinion, is it makes the regular season more interesting. Oh, sure. It's the it's the complete inverse of people go, oh, that game wouldn't have mattered. No, so many more games would matter. That's a well, – Sure. 
I mean, Ole Miss, Arkansas would have been like, hey, Rebels are in if they went out. I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's the Ole Miss loss. Frankly, even to state, you go, hey, if we could win, could we get back to 11? Yeah, sure. The Ole Miss loss at Arkansas would have been big news. Yeah. As it was, it was like, hey, whatever. Yeah. And then, sure, let's play it out where Ole Miss loses at Arkansas like that. Suddenly, okay, if they beat state, can they get in? Yeah. And if they beat state, what else has to happen for them to get in? Yeah. Where suddenly you're engaged on games that you wouldn't otherwise be engaged on. And as it stood, the Egg Bowl was just a – it was full of people on, on Thanksgiving night going, just give me this every year, whatever that means. Because it's always a dumb game. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think it was that dumb of a game. This year it was just a game. They got the late game, the late drive. If you're sitting there in the oh, view yeah. with True. turkey and whatever, you're getting the weird penalty that shouldn't have been a turnover. You're getting the right. that that. You're getting the 99-yard drive, the two-point conversion. But if you had a 12-team playoff, it would have been interesting potentially for both teams. I mean, Mississippi State would have had a ton of help. To, they, would have, they would have needed a ton of help. But maybe you play your season differently if you're playing for a playoff spot. I don't know. It'll be, it will make the regular season more interesting in general. As opposed to now, once you kind of lose that second game, you're sort of toast. Oh, you're, 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 you're done. It's well, yeah. Because then you could, in the right circumstance, because Ole Miss all three times would have lost. Well, no, last year they were ten and two. They lost three games the other two times that they would have gotten in. Yeah, they went nine and three, and still, the yeah. way the rankings worked out would have would have gotten in at that point. So, uh, just because it's on everybody's mind, pointed out this morning that uh, in twenty twenty six, when the World Cup comes to North America, mainly the United States. Uh, 48 teams are getting in, not 32. They're expanding the field, best I can tell, by uh, by 16 teams. I don't understand why. It works. I mean, it, what they have now really works. I like the four team pods groups, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, sure. They think that the most none of this is finalized. It's just what's expected. Um, they are expecting to go to 16 three team groups to get to 48, and then have a 32 team knockout round at that point. So you're only still knocking out 16. I mean, only one team is not getting out in out of every three-team pod. Groups become much more important because you get... For the people who hate ties because they don't understand that that's a part of soccer, a, more knockout games are more appealing. That's a good point. Yes. Take ties away for the average fan or the casual fan. The casual fan who doesn't understand that that's sometimes part of strategy in like Premier League, for example. Um, FIFA is considering adding a bonus point option to group, group stage draws, which would include a pregame penalty shootout. Neil hates this because he doesn't think you should do something outside of what you actually do to play the sport to yeah. decide ties. Don't. Well, if you're going to do a penalty shootout, do it at the end like you do yeah, it Yeah, instead now. they're doing it at the beginning. That's stupid. And if you tie or whatever, or if they tie at the end of group, the team who won the penalty shootout wins the group. Or gets out, whatever. It's a made-for-TV thing is what that is. It is. That is going, hey, we're going to play <clears throat> arena football. And and get you to watch from the beginning. Not, hey, I'm going to tune in in an hour and see what's up. I asked Neil this before we started the show. It mentioned that collusion possibilities increase with a three-team group, but I don't know enough about it to necessarily get there in my head on what that means. I don't either. Um, it was big news yesterday that Mexico is out of uh, – 
the knockout stage of the World Cup for the yep. first time in the last 11 World Cups, I believe, is the uh, stat there. Coach got sacked or resigned right away. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. No kidding? Yeah. He got fired because they gave up a goal in the 95th minute yesterday. 95th minute counts as much as the third minute. It does. It was a brutal loss. That was a win. Yes. <laughs> and suddenly Poland went from despair to in. That was bizarre to watch that. Argentina beat Poland and suddenly the whole stadium's cheering. Everybody's happy. Is that true? Spencer says Mexico could have tied in their group and it comes down to the number of yellow cards. I'm not sure. They decide something that way? Again, I don't know. Every sport has weird things. Yes. I understand that. Yes. Just The one I love is when people go to soccer, they flop. I'm like, do you watch college football? I mean, guys laying on the field with, quote, cramps to stop tempo teams. And there's a lot of that. That's just sports. You don't see that in the NFL. No. Ever. 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 That's what I was about to say. It's every sport but the NFL. Yeah. Because baseball fakes getting hit. Oh, Everybody yeah. has their version yeah. of it. The NBA does it. NBA flops. I don't know how to do it. I mean, we've had this conversation. I'm not spending 10 seconds on it. I do wish they would find a way to penalize it in all sports. Figure it out. I don't know. Not my problem, but penalize it. It's a stupid look. Oh, for sure. It's a stupid look. For sure. And sometimes it's just so obvious that guy's not hurt. Well, as we said, as I was watching, because like I said, the only look, I watched a good bit of U.S. England. I watched a little bit of U.S. Wales. And I watched most of the game against Iran on whatever day that was. Um, Tuesday. Yeah. And I did see on Twitter that somebody pointed out, you know, you don't see the flops in like the last eight minutes when you need the goal. You know what I mean? Like suddenly they're up and running. It's almost like the football version of when the official is sprinting, sprinting to get the ball down. Everybody's kind of moving a little bit. A little bit. That That's... My favorite soccer thing, because I don't know shit about the sport at all, is when the other team goes and gets the ball for them to give it to them to go, hey, hurry up. Like, don't yeah. don't linger. No, 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 here's the ball, really. Why don't you kick it back in? Let's, and that's let's, part let's, of the strategy. Let's I mean, go. You know, if you have the lead, you're milking clock. It's, you're, you're, you're taking your time. And if you don't have the lead, suddenly you're hustling. I, I mean, I get it. The Rose Bowl now has to pick Penn State, right? They can't take Ohio State after Ohio State said don't take me. No, you got to take Penn State. That will bump. That's going to bump Tennessee to the cotton. To the orange. No, it's no I'll see, yeah, Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee to the cotton. Yeah. So does that mean they play Tulane? Or does that mean Tulane we go somewhere else? Or UCF? Which <clears> they'll play whoever. Yeah. That is in the cotton bowl, though, for sure. Yes. That is where that cycle runs through. That's is. my understanding. Okay. Um, I know nothing about this and I'm not about to speculate in any way whatsoever, but if you lived under a rock yesterday, um, Jalen Kitna, the uh, Florida redshirt freshman quarterback, son of NFL quarterback John Kitna, um, was arrested on two counts of distribution of child porn uh, exploitation material and three counts of possession of child pornography. Um, he told police he shared two images on a Discord server. I don't know what that is. A subsequent search of his electronic devices revealed three more images of child sexual abuse material, according to police. You can read the story all over the internet where I'm stopping, but um, yeah, it's a no, yeah, just no, yeah, no, I'm good there. Um, Saturday's 9 a.m. for the World Cup 
Yes. Is that correct? That's my understanding. When you did the World Cup preview show, a lot of people speculating about different teams that Ole Miss would kind of mimic. I know a lot of the message board people talking about Denmark. They did mm-hmm. not get in yesterday. They got beat by Australia um, and did not advance to uh, to to pool play. Quite, or, or disapp- to, to, to quite play. disappointing. Is it? Yes, devastating. Big deal. A lot, a lot of people are really taking Denmark under their <laughs> of their deal there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he does not ever get older at all. Al Horford agreeing to a two-year, $20 million extension with the Celtics. Uh, Had a hell of morning. a career. He, I mean, how old's Al now? 36, 37? Uh, let's see. I'm sure it's in the story. He played on this back-to-back Florida teams with Billy Donovan. I mean, he's been around a while. Will Levis says he's not decided whether he's playing in the bowl game or not. He reported that yesterday, I guess, something like that. That's not a shock. If I'm Will Levis, I don't play. If I'm Bryce Young, I don't play. What? Do, why are you playing? What's in it for you? This ties him to the Celtics through his 39th birthday. So he's 37-ish. Yeah, that is the way they, they phrase right, it. Right, though? I mean, if you're... If you're Will Levis and you're getting ready for the com- for the combine and you're getting ready for your pro day and you need to be in the very best shape of your life, go ahead and get to it. Don't you go down to Florida or Arizona or wherever and start your training? Make sure your body is right when you go to the combine. Cuz they're going to pick you apart. You can't afford to And Kentucky's playing in the probably the Texas Bowl. Maybe. Like I mean so yesterday I heard Ole Miss is probably Vegas or Texas. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's kind of the scuttle. It's gone everywhere. It's, it's The Vegas thing was pretty strong yesterday. But I was careful with it because if you say anything other than it's a rumor, people say you said it. And then if that's not where they go, people tell you you were wrong. Relaying a rumor is just that. I can tell you that Missouri does not believe Missouri is going to the Vegas Bowl. And they wanted to. They think they're headed to – they're afraid they're headed to Birmingham or Liberty, but they want to go to Texas. Makes sense. Um, There is the thought out there that schools like the Vegas Bowl because it gives them a chance to potentially get more of their guys to actually play in the game. Two reasons. early. One, it's Vegas. And two, more importantly, it's early. Yeah. So you play on December the 17th. And you're done. You're done. You fly home on the 18th, and you're finished. They get all Christmas. They can go. Yeah. Do what they want to do. Well, and you don't have to go through that. Here's the other thing, too. No coach is going to say this out loud, right? You won't the get 15. That, you won't get that bid until Sunday. So you do don't. some math. You don't have to do this dog and pony show about, oh, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have 15 practices. We're going to get the young guys better. Now, most of the young guys bolted. You don't – There's that's over. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny, though, nobody can say that stuff out loud? You can't say it out loud because the the old fans lose – the They lose the, their minds about, well, those 15 practices are important. No, they're not. They couldn't be less important. They've never mattered. They're less important in the spring because you do installs in the spring. Well, now, yeah, in the yeah, spring, spring, you got transfer guys. We got to get going. We got to. Frankly, what you need to do in the spring is instead of doing a whole bunch of. And this is what the Lane Kiffin would tell you: this instead of having a full spring practice, have what the NFL does, where you have a series of mini yeah. camps. 
get acclimated, get learn the stuff. Install. Get going. Yeah. Mental install. And they're doing it anyway. They just do it in the privacy of the IPF where no one sees them. But that's what they do. I mean, but you don't. That's another reason, though. You get it, and you're like, okay, well, we'll practice a little bit this week. And although the coaches are out on the road recruiting, mm-hmm. we'll practice a little bit this week. We'll fly to Vegas on the games on the 17th. They probably fly there on about, what, the 13th? Yeah, sure. Practice a couple of times, have a walkthrough, play a game, you're done. Pac-12? Yeah. Yeah. Oregon State, the most likely. That seems to be the consensus, though someone said it might be Oregon. Whatever. Sure. I Ducks, mean, Beavers, whatever. Yeah. So, But you've got – the concern with the Texas Bowl with some teams, as crazy as this sounds, is it's on the 28th, and yeah. the Texas Bowl wants you there on Christmas Day, and a lot of people are like, I don't know that we can get our kids to go. Mm-hmm. 28th. Mm. Yeah, at least you got a game on the 30th to the 31st. It's after Christmas when you got to move. But now you got to get kids to come back. Like, kids leave Missouri, come back to Como or whatever. I mean, I guess they meet at the bowl site. Because it used to be, oh, well, hey, we're going to pay you, and that's your incentive now. They're like, hey, I, whatever. I don't need that extra 300 bucks. Because you know, got the travel yeah. stipend or whatever it was called. So someone's going to have to figure out a way to enhance that. You're, you're yeah. going to have to provide incentives to get guys to go play in the Liberty Bowl. Yeah. A couple really quick things. Uh, I mean – Congrats to him. We didn't even discuss it yesterday because there was really nothing to discuss. But uh, Ole Miss swept the Mississippi Awards, Quinshawn Judkins winning the Connerly and Nick Broker winning the uh, Kent Hall Award for Best Offensive Lineman. That gives Ole Miss three straight Connerlys, I think. Um, Matt Corral and Elijah it? Moore. Um, typically, Egg Bowl winner gets a little bit of bump there. Um, I mean, he was the best player. I, I thought was just... Forbes had a really good shot, and I thought Sanders had a really good shot just because of yeah. So I'm not. I was somewhat shocked. I did, who finished second? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. But I mean, look, Judkins led the SEC in rushing. That's the end of the story. Judkins would have had pretty good stats in the SWAC. He would have. When do the all SEC teams come out? It's like it's this week, isn't it? In like next couple of days. I think it's like Friday. Yeah, yeah, I think it's while they're there. So I think that's uh, that's right. Uh, so they've won that. It was Elijah Corral, AJ won in seventeen. I think so anyway. Um, and then, and this might be a topic for later, uh, Trenton Dilfer, the new head coach at UAB, just 30 seconds. Did he get it? Yeah, he's in. Oh, cool. Uh, he replaces Bill Clark at UAB. Um, Dion Dilfer, I get polar opposites, but point being, because of the era we're in, are you think we're going to see more of this celebrity kind of persona at schools who take some chances like that? Yeah, I mean, look, if you're UAB, why not? Yeah. Right? If it doesn't work out, okay, you just go get the next guy. Took a shot. Took a chance. He is thought of as a as a very bright offensive mind, very good with quarterbacks. Probably knows enough guys from his camp thing to get guys in the portal. Maybe. Why not? Yeah. You know, take a shot at it. Yeah. Place like UAB, if you why not? Yeah, why not? Give it a roll. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll tell you what we're doing for the last show of the week. Honestly, Neil and I have not finalized that, so we'll uh, we'll let you know from that on social media, the message board, and wherever else. Make sure you always get the bell because you'll see our notifications whenever shows are there. Some of them we premiere and schedule, and some of them just go live. So as always, subscribe, hit the bell, so you have a better idea 
of when we are on air for that. So appreciate all you guys in the stream. We will talk to you again soon. Have a good day and take care. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.